Hey there, thoughtful listener. What is your number one lead generation blocker? Head to upmyinfluence.com slash quiz to find out right now. That's upmyinfluence.com slash quiz, and I'll share why you aren't getting the intros and sales you deserve. We're also actively seeking guests for this daily commercial-free entrepreneur wisdom podcast. Agency owners, consultants, coaches, and B2B service providers, head to upmyinfluence.com slash guest. And I'd love to promote your expertise to our amazing audience. Let's get on with the show. With us right now, Adam Riggs, you are the CEO of Frameable, and Frameable is found on the web at frameable.com. To our friend that's listening to our conversation, just click around. We've got a direct link, uh, Adam, to your website, and you have been, you've worked with about the biggest of the big out there, so I'm really excited to learn what Frameable is. Great, Josh. Well, it's great to be here. Thanks for having me. Um, Frameable exists to, to bring uh, more compelling, uh, more fun, more texture, and more efficiency to distributed work. So our view is that uh, all of the full spectrum, the, ric- the rich uh, interactions that people have in a physical office when they're together and working really well, uh, we exist to try and bring those that rich diversity of interactions to people who are working uh, not physically with their, uh, their colleagues. Well, this has certainly been something that has been part of the dialogue over the past few years. Uh, And so Frameable, now you work with Nestle, Bayer, NASA, CVS, IBM, Samsung, Amazon, Harvard. Uh, How are they using Frameable? Like, what does it look like? Yeah, so um, yeah, we're very proud of our customer list. We we really work hard to um, to meet their needs. They're all very different. Um, we have two related businesses: um, the events business and the um, persistent virtual space business. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, we'll start with the events business, if that's okay, because that was the first uh, product that we developed. And uh, that came, you know, as a direct response to the pandemic, people realized that, uh, you know, Zoom is great for certain things. Microsoft Teams is great for certain things. WebEx is great for certain things. But um, for virtual events, you know, full-blown conferences and uh, sort of, you know, panel discussions, uh, you know, uh, multiple panel discussions happening at one time, you know, complicated events, these uh, pieces of software didn't really meet the need. So we developed a a wonderful event product. um, And we have really learned a lot uh, over the past years uh, from our customers in terms of like what kinds of video forward, video on or video off, but video forward interactions are people comfortable with and what do mm. they want? You know, uh, what kind of breaks do they want in between? What kind of hallway experience do they want? How important are avatars? Not important, turns out. So um, we learned a lot from this business. And at the same time, we realized that, um, you know, meeting software was never intended to be a full replacement for a physical office. I mean, a, a, a physical office is not just a place where meetings occur in sequence or in parallel. A physical office is a place where a full spectrum of interaction types 
unfold. Some are scheduled, some are not scheduled, some are long, some are short, some are in a room, some are in the hallway. And so what we were able to do is take our learnings from the event business and in addition to making our event product better, reapply them to this idea of persistent virtual space where instead of uh, an event having a beginning and an end and a run of show or, a, or an agenda of some kind, uh, the persistent space is just there all the time. Uh, and people can use it for virtual offices, for virtual classrooms, for study halls, for uh, meeting customers, you know, and basically anything you can imagine where the brand of the, you know, the company with a brand they're trying to promote and protect, they want to invest in the aesthetics and, and basically create this place that people can come back to over and over again in certain contexts and use it um, really like a, like a physical office, but a virtual one. Yeah. Um, and so I, I'm just thinking, you know, someone is listening to us right now, probably can't get, I mean, because this seeing what we're talking about uh, is going to be pretty valuable. Of course, yeah. you can go to frameable.com and, um, and, and there's uh, a part here where you can say, uh, where it says, um, see it in action, click on that. Yeah. And you can see exactly what we're talking about. Um, and, um, and so I don't know if you can, if for someone who's still not able to yeah. see, like, sure. how could you vision or how could you describe, describe. Yeah. Yeah, okay, the platform? Yeah. I'll, I'll, take, I'll take a shot at it. So um, yeah, if you go to our site, if you are able to go to our site, you'll see under products, we have the two events. We have, uh, sorry, we have the two under the product menu. We have the two products. We have the events product, and then we have the spaces product. The spaces product and the events product they share, you know, 95% of their uh, visual and design sort of DNA. They they are they operate in a similar way. And the the best way to imagine it is, imagine that you're in like you and I, Josh, we're in this video meeting together. Uh, but now I know you have an organization behind you, but, you know, let's pretend you're part of a, a much bigger organization that has, you know, hundreds of people or dozens of teams, et cetera. Right now, since you're in this meeting with me, you have, you would have using meeting software, no peripheral vision into who else on your team is in who are they working with? Are they alone? Are they working on a particular project with a particular person? Now, in many organizations, you can load people's calendars. Sometimes that's permitted, but it's not culturally something that, that people frequently do. In some organizations, you know, depending on the level, maybe it's not permitted. But at the end of the day, remote work, you know, distributed work does not really lend itself with the current stack of technology to discovery of other people's availability or exactly what is the nature of your colleagues, you know, efforts at this moment. So if we were talking about something like the website redesign, just making that up, and we had a question for a designer or a copywriter or another engineer, in our software, we would be able to see whether or not the designer we wanted to talk to was busy or available. And if we wanted, we could invite them to join us with just one click. Uh, or the flip side of that is also true. If you and I are talking and we, uh, we're talking about the website redesign and we update the status to say website redesign, 
a designer or someone who has a contribution to make could see that we were having that discussion, you and I together in an unlocked room. You know, we have this idea of locking rooms for privacy, but the idea is that we're going to broadcast what we're doing. And then if someone has a contribution to make proactively, they could come, knock on the door, come in and say, hey, Josh, Adam, I see you're talking about the website redesign. I had a thought about that yesterday. So the kinds of interactions that happen in a, in a physical office effortlessly because we're human and that, that's how we interact um, that are so hard in distributed work without a lot of typing and a lot of clicking and a lot of checking, hey, I see your dots greened. Are you really available? All that nonsense just goes out the door um, and we bring back the sort of natural interactions that are possible with with uh, colleagues when you have that peripheral vision. Yeah. Um, can you? Uh, it's really interesting. I was just driving, and uh, uh, you know, I was thinking about uh, some somewhere. I, I heard Skype mention. Oh no, mm -hmm. I saw like Skype was on my CarPlay. I'm like, who uses Skype anymore? Can you? Yeah. Uh, you know, you've been in this space for a little while. You know, in terms of like virtual communications and. Yep. Um, do you know, like, um, you know, why kind of Zoom supplanted Skype and mm -hmm. why Zoom is still, and then there's, of course, um, there's lots of great platforms and tools out there, but again, they're still not necessarily solving and, and kind of getting and solving the issue that, that Frameable is able to step in and allow to do. Um, I don't know if you could give us maybe just a quick little history lesson yeah, here, kind of sure. bring us up to current times. That'd be, that'd, sure, I'd I'll, love your perspective on that. I'll, uh, I'll do my best. And uh, some of your listeners will probably know a lot more of the details than I. So forgive me if I um, get a few of them wrong, but, you know, Skype started out as a text chat client. And um, I think they added video along the way. You know, there was a time when a video box like the one I'm using uh, lined up next to a video box like the one you're using, you know, two video boxes next to each other. That that used to be a technical achievement, you know, worth talking about. Now it's, it's not. It's just um, sort of expected. So my memory is that uh, Skype started out as text messages, uh, and then they may have added video along the way. You know, Microsoft purchased them a while ago, and it is still pretty heavily used overseas, not as much in the United States. Um, now, to your other question of, you know, Zoom's position in the market and maybe how that relates to Microsoft, I see them as pretty different. So Zoom uh, and WebEx as well, you know, they are established providers of video boxes, like like the ones you and I are using right now. Microsoft is is a bit of a different um, animal because you know there are many people out there that use Microsoft Teams, for example. They use it for calendar. Mm -hmm. They use it for text chat. Uh, they use it for email and they use it for video boxes. This is totally aside from the office suite from Excel and Word, you know. So Microsoft is really providing more of a complete communications platform. I think that Zoom wants to provide that platform. You know, in, in the industry, it's called the Unified Communication as a Service. UCAS is the is the acronym. And um I think that Zoom has aspirations, you know, they they want to sell phone service and, and all kinds of other things. But, you know, the, the, the largest companies in America, for the most part, um, Microsoft dominates, uh, you know, yeah. in terms of the communication platform uh, for email, for calendar, for text chat and for video boxes. So, um, you know, 
this is one of the reasons why we're building a version of our product that integrates yeah. with Microsoft Teams as the first, uh, first, our first major integration yeah. uh, with an existing provider is because it just makes sense for us to start with Microsoft. I mean, I think that Web, WebEx and uh, Zoom will, will be on our roadmap for later this year, but Microsoft is really doing more than just providing video boxes. They're really providing a, a whole communications platform for the largest companies in America. And so it's important for us to, to build something that integrates with that. Because we're never we're never going to get any traction by asking people to abandon their providers of their communications infrastructure and try ours instead. We have to be additive, and that's that's our commitment. Love that, love that. Yeah, what is the how does the model work then uh, for someone to subscribe to Frameable? Yeah, so um, we're a channel first company. So what that means is that um, you know if you use if you have more than a certain number of people at your company. Uh, you probably buy your Microsoft products through a partner. In the Microsoft ecosystem, they're called channel partners. So uh, you wouldn't buy directly from Microsoft without anyone else involved. You would probably use a partner to triangulate or to, you know, to be your one-stop shop. Uh, some of the bigger providers, some of the bigger partners, you know, names like Deloitte, you know, huge reseller of Microsoft services of all different kinds, but there are actually thousands and thousands of Microsoft resellers in America that that are you know great partners for Microsoft and they are basically the the bridge between Microsoft as the vendor and the end user so if you want to um, if you want to use our products with your Microsoft teams installation you would contact us uh, we would have a discussion with you and uh, we would find out who your partner was and then we would you know, begin a conversation with your partner, make sure that basically you can buy our product from the exact same place that you buy your Microsoft uh, products already. And that's yeah. how we would get started. Yeah, very, very cool. And and again, to our friend that's been listening to us, um, probably the best thing to do is just go to frameable.com. When somebody does go to that website um, and, and they want to see a little bit more. So, uh, you know, our typical audience listening to a lot of SMBs are listening to this uh to this show. And so um, the, I could just say, you know, just kind of looking at your pricing, it's pretty accessible, you know, based yep. on what you get and you think about, you know, how much we spend on Slack now, <laughs> yep. which yep. is not, uh, you know, it, it adds up when you start not building free. a team. <laughs> yeah, so for this sure. certainly fits into there very nicely. Yes. Thank you. Well, we, um, you know, we're, we're still, uh, we're still, working hard on every element of every element of our product from the design to the tech to the pricing etc we're open to feedback of all different kinds but yeah i mean we understand you know typical microsoft uh, licenses uh somewhere between you know say 10 and 50 dollars a month per person mm -hmm. depending on what what you're getting you know we're going to be uh we're going to be on the uh, southern side of that range as an add-on mm -hmm. and um really what what you get is you you get to turbocharge your Microsoft Teams experience in a way that makes it much more useful, accessible, and um, and and fun for um, for people doing distributed work, um, with with basically no risk. Because you know, if you want to continue to use Teams the way you're using it now, that's no problem. But if you're interested in uh, in some of the additional capabilities, then you can use them if they're there, you know, for larger teams, you know, for, for companies with hundreds or thousands of people, like we really don't expect that everybody at the company will be attracted to what we're offering. We mm -hmm. understand it will maybe be a subset. Um, but it's just so easy to use, uh, 
we, we, we spend a lot of time making the interactions very uh, natural. Uh, again, our event business really gives us a competitive advantage there. Um, I think, I don't know if you've seen, you know, other, you know, virtual office in quotes products, but um, for the most part, they look very entertainment driven. You know, they look a lot like a yeah. game, like a video game. Uh, we one of the comments we get from people frequently is when they see the product for the first time or when they go to the site and they see it in action they say wow this isn't really what i expected at all and usually what they're saying is i expected it to be a lot more game gamey <laughs> if that's you know if that's fair and um yours is not like that yours it's very clean it's very modern it's very minimalist and our our design uh inspiration is really like what we're focused on doing is not entertaining our users. We're focused on providing a tool for our users so that they can get their work done. And we're respecting our users and, and saying, we know that if you are given the ability to do your work and to do it with your, with your colleagues, that that's going to provide the engagement that you need. We don't need to make something that looks like a video game so you can get through your day. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, and again, if we think ahead to where we're headed, I, in my opinion, I'm, I'm no, uh, you know, fortune teller, but I think most of us would agree it's only going to get more and more distributed, more and more hybrid, you know, work is the future. For sure. More and more employees are requesting it, demanding it, expecting yeah. it. Especially, yeah. you know, if you're looking to fill positions quickly, uh, it's, you know, it's and just the economics of it, if you can, you know, if you can adjust, if you can get this and hopefully you you've had some time now, you've had it talking yeah. to you employers to get this figured out over the past few years. Uh, this ain't going away. And uh, thankfully, Adam, uh, you and your team have uh, created a great product to support supplement and kind of work with those teams uh, in the distributed fashion. So again, Adam Riggs, CEO of Frameable, found on the web at frameable.com. Adam, thank you so much for joining us. Thanks for having me, Josh. Thanks for listening to the Thoughtful Entrepreneur Show. If you are a thoughtful business owner or professional who would like to be on this daily program, please visit upmyinfluence.com slash guest. If you're a listener, I'd love to shout out your business to our whole audience for free. You can do that by leaving a review on Apple Podcasts or join our listener Facebook group. Just search for The Thoughtful Entrepreneur in Facebook. I'd love even if you just stopped by to say hi. I'd love to meet you. We believe that every person has a message that can positively impact the world. We love our community who listens and shares our program every day. Together, we are empowering one another as thoughtful entrepreneurs. Hit subscribe so that tomorrow morning, that's right, seven days a week, you are going to be inspired and motivated to succeed. I promise to bring positivity and inspiration to you for around 15 minutes each day. Thanks for listening and thank you for being a part of the Thoughtful Entrepreneur Movement.